Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Chase to Summit Trail Talk podcast. This is episode 37, and I am your host, Dave. This is the Trail Talk podcast where it's kind of like you're coming along with a run for a run with me, and uh, we're just chatting, and I won't shut up. That's what I'm doing here. So in this episode today, we're going to cover some interesting topics. I've got a weird story about a famous ultra runner that's been attacked by by an animal. (laughs) Uh, I've got some uh, interesting thoughts on that. Of course, we've got the fitness tech and wearable news that I'll be covering today as well. And then we're going to finish off the podcast with some Q&A because I did a full Q&A episode last week and there were some questions I didn't get around to. So I thought I would answer them today. Before we dive in, I do want to thank the Patreon members of the podcast and the YouTube members over the on the YouTube channel. Uh, really means a lot. If you don't know what those things are, basically, it's a awesome group of people that believe in what I'm doing and have decided to donate and contribute some money to help me keep me doing this thing that I keep doing. Uh, if you're interested in helping support the podcast or the YouTube channel, check out the link at the bottom of the show notes that says support this show. Uh, it really means a lot to me, and I'm trying to come up with new and exciting ways to use the Patreon platform better. I'm just like not good at it. But right now it's really just a way to help support the show. If you like it, it means a lot. And down the road, I'll have some more interesting uses, including like discounts on certain brands and things like that. So I'm still working on it. And if we get enough Patreon members and YouTube members, I'll do some exclusive like live streams and stuff so we can interact on a more personal level. So you're not just listening to the recording, you can actually take part in it. Okay, Uh, I also want to mention that the merch store has a discount going on right now. That's over at chasethesummit.com slash shop. If you're interested, you can get 10% off your entire order by using discount code LISTEN10. That's L-I-S-T-E-N 10. Um, That's over at chasethesummit.com slash shop. It's only for podcast listeners. Don't share it. Well, you can share it, I guess. But uh, yeah, I don't post this anywhere. It's really only for your ears. It's not even in the show notes, so you'll have to type it in manually, and I appreciate that. I also wanted to ask if you enjoy the format of the show, um, if you think there's something I should be doing different about it, maybe more guest episodes, maybe trying to find a co-host. I've actually thought about that, like a co-host might be kind of fun, because doing this by myself, it's cool because I can do it like around my own schedule, but it's also kind of weird because I'm just in a dark room sitting here on my lunch break talking to a microphone. Um, but yeah, give me your thoughts on that. Uh, if you like the, the format, if you don't like it, things maybe I could improve on, hit me up on Instagram at Chase the Summit. Uh, I've got the link in the show notes to Instagram. Just shoot me a DM. I'd appreciate that. Uh, let me know what you like about the show or don't like about it. On that note, I don't want to keep ranting on and on, but if you do enjoy the show, uh, hitting that five-star button on Spotify or on uh, Apple Podcasts and leaving a little comment about what you like about the show really goes a long way for the algorithm. Uh, It helps, you know, kind of push the stats on the podcast and then people want to listen to it. So I would appreciate that if you actually want to help. uh, That's a really easy way for you to help. Just hit that five-star review and leave a comment. Thank you. Okay, final topic for the intro here is uh, I want to thank this show's sponsor, that's Liquid IV. Liquid IV uh, makes a little powder called Hydration Multiplier. 
it tastes really good. It's got a bunch of electrolytes in it. It's great for, you know, hot weather, uh, going on runs, or even just, you know, going to the beach or something. You want to stay hydrated. Uh, use discount code Chase the Summit, all one word, at checkout for 30% off your entire order. Uh, that's Chase the Summit, all one word, no spaces, for 30% off your order at liquidiv.com. The, the link is in the show notes down below. And honestly, I really like this stuff. I use it all the time personally, and I've used it way before any affiliation with them. So um, yeah, I'm a big fan of it. And that's why I decided to endorse it for the show. Uh, okay, so what's going on with me? I like to start these shows by just talking to myself about what's going on in personal life. And maybe, uh, maybe you, you enjoy following along with that. So la- in the last episode, I had talked about how the whole family basically came down with COVID, which sucks. That was not fun. Um, I, I somehow dodged the bullet. So the baby, uh, our 11-month-old baby, uh, the 4-year-old, the 9-year-old, the, the and my wife all got the dreaded COVID. And somehow my 5-year-old son and myself, we dodged the bullet, even though we were in the house the whole time. And, you know, we weren't really isolating or being apart or anything. Uh, so yeah, we, we, I got lucky somehow. I, it was also weird because no one really got that sick. Like I don't, I'm, I'm not spreading misinformation here. I'm just talking about my experience and what happened. Uh, my wife felt kind of crappy for a day. Maybe she bounced out of it super quick. The baby had like one rough day of a fever and then she was fine the next day. And my other kid, he just kind of felt a little, little crummy for a day and was totally fine. So we all lucked out. Uh, all things are good now in the Dylan household. Uh, so I'm happy about that. Now we can move into our kids' first day of school is in like two weeks and it's kind of nice that they already got it. So <laughs> I guess we don't have to worry about it so much now. Like the, They've got a little bit more protection against it. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of afraid for when school starts because that's going to be crazy. Uh, I feel like we're going to be in it again, but we'll see. Okay, uh, first topic today is about uh, ultra runner Dean Karnazes. If you don't know who Dean is, he's a 59-year-old guy who's kind of the godfather, in a way, of ultra running. He wrote a book called Ultra Marathon Man about how he got into ultra runs and really put ultra running on the map as a sport. Um, He, you know, is kind of an everyday average guy and got into the sport and then became a total beast and did a bunch of ultras, wrote a bunch of books, and now he's kind of a famous ultra runner at this point. Anyways, uh, about a, I think it was like two weeks ago now, he was out on a long run. He was actually running 150 miles in the Golden Gate Bridge area. So there's a Golden Gate National Recreation Area. I don't think it's a national park, but it's a a Golden Gate National Recreation Area is the name of it. He was out, it was dark, um, and he was eating like a protein bar or something when he came upon a pack, I believe, of coyotes. One of them was pretty aggressive, I guess. Uh, This is all by his account. There was no one there with him, so no one really knows what happens. But from what he said, it seemed like the animal wanted his little granola bar that he was holding and, you know, came at him. So Dean posted on his Instagram page, which has like over 100,000 followers, Uh, a picture of his, or it was actually a video of his bloody face. (laughs) And he's got blood all over his face and he's like, I don't know what just happened. 
I don't know what to do now. Uh, I was attacked by a coyote. I got to get out of here. So it's a pretty, like, incredibly, he's it's very graphic. He's got a bunch of blood. It definitely looks like he's been attacked in the face. Uh, and then, you know, he's like, I, I guess I'll finish my run. When he was going on a 150-mile run, he was 37 miles in to this 150-mile run. And uh, he gets attacked and he decides to finish off the run because he's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Well, it's kind of crazy. Tons of comments, ton, tons of coverage. He was on like TMZ. Uh, he was, uh, you know, all, on all the ultra ultra websites and Instagram accounts. Uh, it was kind of the talk of the town for a minute there. But then it got a little bit more interesting because some park rangers at the Golden Gate National Recreation Area posted on their Twitter account that there was some confusion about Dean's reaccount of what happened. And that it turns out he actually tripped and I guess he, I don't know if he tripped, but he basically fell. He turned allegedly, you know, no one was there. No one knows what happened, but I guess the coyote came at him and he tripped and fell and hit his face. And that's why he was bloody. So he wasn't actually attacked in the face. And I think that's what the park rangers wanted to make clear. Uh, I didn't, I don't know if they'd, they were nervous that it would spread more fear or, you know, re retaliation to the wildlife or something. Not really sure why they posted it, but they posted uh, a Twitter post just to clear things up that he wasn't actually bit in the face or bit at all. Apparently, he just uh, fell and bumped his face, and that's why he was bloody. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I mean, I don't really have any thoughts on it other than, like, it's crazy that he was attacked by coyotes. Um and yeah, so that's the, that's the news with Dean Carnazes right now. Um, I also want to talk about UTMB a little bit. So UTMB actually started today, I believe, or yesterday, technically. So today is August 22nd, Monday. Uh, I believe like the festivities started yesterday, but there's actually races today. So um, I'm going to follow along with UTMB and try to provide some coverage maybe in the next podcast. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, just wanted to mention that it's happening now. So hopefully you're uh, following along. They've got some really good live coverage on the UTMB official website. There's some um, Instagram accounts following it. And of course, like other podcasts like Steep Life and um, all those other guys are out there too, guys and girls. So pretty cool. Uh, okay, moving into the fitness tech news this week. I've got some good topics. So first off, isn't really like news worthy. I guess it is news, but I want to talk about the Garmin Enduro One. So if you're following along with what Garmin's been doing about, what was it, two weeks now, two weeks ago, uh, they launched the Enduro Two. I've got a full review on that. You can go over to the YouTube channel if you want to see the full in-depth review. Uh, it's basically a really cool Phoenix 7 spinoff with awesome battery life. But before that, they had the Enduro One, which came out a while ago that was based off like the Phoenix six type of body or platform. And just recently the price on the Enduro one has dropped considerably, which I think makes it a compelling option for people out there. Um, and I've actually got an exclusive discount for playbetter.com. Playbetter is a store that I work with uh, for YouTube sponsorships. I don't work for them. I'm not an employee of them but they help out the channel quite a bit and they actually have the best pricing on the Enduro one on the entire inter internet right now. So the Garmin Enduro one's on sale. 
get this, for $549, that's marked down from like 800 bucks. I think. It was at launch day. This is only for the steel version, though, which is like the silver-colored one. It's not for the titanium version. The only difference between the two, though, is the material itself, which is not that big of a deal, to be honest. It, it, it's a little bit heavier, but not that much. Um, but anyways, uh, the Enduro one's on sale on playbetter.com for $549, $549. Now, this is actually the same price as Amazon. Yes, but get this. If you use a discount code that I have called Enduro50CTS, that's E-N-D-U-R-O-5-0-C-T-S, that's just for listeners of this podcast or on the YouTube channel, you can actually get an additional $50 off the price of the Garmin Enduro 1. That brings the price down to $499 for an incredibly capable watch. Yes, it is a little bit older. It doesn't have all the new features of the latest and greatest like the Phoenix 7 or Enduro 2, but this is literally less than half the cost of the Enduro 2. It's $100 less than half the cost. So $600 cheaper than the Enduro 2. And it still has really good battery life. You get 80 hours in GPS mode in 50 days, like almost two months in standby mode, which is bananas. Anyways, I wanted to mention that. I know it's not really news, but it's still pretty darn cool. And I think if you're looking for a watch with like incredible battery life below 500 bucks, they should probably on, be on your radar. I know like the Chorus Vertex 1 is around this price now. The Vertex 2 is close to this, but... Still, if you want a Garmin with 80 hours of GPS battery life and great standby time, this is a good option. So check out the link to Play Better that's in the show notes. Uh, again, I don't mean for this to be like an advertisement. I just think it's a really good deal. And again, that discount code is ENDURO50CTS, Enduro50CTS. Okay, I hope that helps somebody out there. Uh, the next piece of news I've got for you is from Sunto which is interesting because they've been pretty quiet lately. So the Sunto 9 Peak Pro has been rumored on a bunch of different websites to be releasing very soon. Sunto is a weird brand because they're like the one major sport watch brand that doesn't, I don't get any information from. Uh, they don't tell me anything ahead of time. I don't get like review units. They just kind of don't give me anything. So I'm going to speculate as much as I want here and read this rumor site allegedly, or that's a weird word for it, but apparently, there we go, um, the Sunto 9 Peak Pro will have significantly longer battery life than the original uh, Sunto 9 Peak, which is a watch that's been around for like a year, year and a half. Uh, Sunto 9 Peak, really solid watch, uh, but, you know, at today's current standard for what you get for 500 bucks, uh, it's, you know, it's lacking in some areas. It doesn't have mapping, doesn't really have a ton of smartwatch capabilities, but it's a Sunto. It's well-built. It's got a sapphire lens. It's really cool looking. Uh, it's got a lot going for it, uh, and they have given it some firmware updates that make it pretty compelling. However, now the Sunto 9 Peak Pro is rumored to come out. It's supposed to have 21-day battery life, which is longer than the, the original Peak, uh, and it's also going to be about $50 more expensive than the Sunto 9 Peak. So we should expect it to come in around... 600 bucks, I think. The cool thing about it is it does include a nylon band this time around, but it's not the kind of nylon band we saw from Garmin or Koros where it's like a Velcro band. It's actually a standard band with a little clasp and everything, but it's made out of nylon, so it should be a little bit lighter, maybe a little bit more comfortable. 
Uh, and it also has an ex exclusive anodized green, like gunmetal color to it. Uh, ap apparently, this is rumored to have its own watch face too that will be like exclusive to the Pro model. But uh, yeah, that's kind of it in terms of the rumor. Uh, I'm interested to see it. I'm really hoping they add more to it than just more battery life. It would be cool to see them do, you know, at least like a base map like Koros is doing um, or some more navigation features or add in that multi-band GPS stuff we've been seeing from like Koros and Garmin because that seems like it's going to be the next wave of technology that all of the brands start to adopt. But this rumor doesn't really have any of that information. It's really just saying that it's coming and We'll have to wait and see what happens, but uh, the rumor does say it's coming soon. Next up in the news, we've got uh, the Koros firmware update that actually came out today. They sent me this in beta form like a week ago. This beta firmware update, or actually it's a, it's a, a major update now. They actually did release it in full to everybody. So if you do have a Koros Pace 2 or Vertex 2, you can go ahead and check your firmware in the Koros app, and it's probably going to have an update. What can you expect in this release? Well, it's like, it's kind of a weird update, but there are some handy features. Uh, first of all is a jump rope mode. So you can have a jump rope activity. It's supposed to count the, uh, you know, reps every time you skip rope. Um, there's also going to be a time to sunrise and sunset data field. It's actually a really useful uh, tool if you're an ultra runner or an endurance athlete or a hiker even, and you're out on a long trip, you want to know when the sun's going to come down, when it's going to come back up. Uh, this data field will tell you how many hours you have left until sunrise or sunset. That's a really cool feature, and you can add that to any activity. They also added Insta360 GoTo remote support. So already on the Chorus Vertex 2, you can control the Insta360 uh, One X2, their 360 camera. And now in this release, you can control the GoTo as well. So that's kind of cool if you have an Insta360 GoTo. Um, they've also added Smart Trainer connection optimization. So that's just for people who are a cyclist and they have a Smart Trainer. If you've had issues in the past, hopefully that cleans that up. And then British Grid Reference Support. So that's like X and Y format type of positional data, often used in like military or tactical operations or things like that. They've added that ability to the watch as well. And that's really it. Um, not a huge update. There's no like major changes or feature enhancements or anything like that. But a few, you know, interesting tools. And I like that sunrise and sunset data field a lot. So welcome change there. Next up uh, from Koros as well is in, in the news is that they have a challenge going on on Strava. If you go over to Strava, you can keep, go to the Keep Up With Koros Challenge. So the challenge here is to log 37 miles of running on Strava within two weeks, starting on August 15th and ending two weeks from then. I didn't write it down. Uh, so you can enter to win. If you complete the challenge, you're entered to win a brand new Coros Pace 2 that they're going to give out for free. So that's kind of cool. And as a quick note, the current leader is Amir Mir. And if he or she has... 171 miles so far, which is pretty incredible for only being in the challenge for like six days. So that's a lot. It's going to take a lot to beat them. Um, but I think 37 miles in two weeks is pretty achievable for the, the casual runner out there. Good luck. Uh, the next piece of news comes from Garmin. The Garmin Phoenix 6 Enduro 
uh, Tactics and Mark watches have received a beta version 23.00 with new training status enhancements. So this is a feature that came out on the Garmin Forner 955 and 255 where they actually updated the training status to display HRV and acute training load in the little widget on the watch. This now comes to the Phoenix 6, Enduro 1, Tactics, and Mark watches, which is great. Those are older watches, and typically Garmin is that company that doesn't update older watches, so it's really good to see them add that to that older watch as well. And on top of that, from Garmin, uh, the Enduro 2 actually just gained beta access. So the Enduro 2 just came out a couple of weeks ago, and when it first launched, I actually checked the website. There's no beta program for Enduro 2. Um, they just added that. So if you go into your Garmin Connect account and you have an Enduro 2, you can enable beta access, which is great. It means you can get some of the new features that we saw in the 955 and the Phoenix 7 and things like that on your Enduro 2. There isn't even a beta build yet, but the program is put in place. So I can expect that they'll have some coming soon because it's very similar to the Phoenix 7. I'm going to assume they have the same update schedule you know, we're going to see very similar firmware on both the Phoenix 7 and the Epics, or not Epics, uh, the Enduro 2. Good news there. And a couple of more pieces of news here. Fitbit uh, may have a Google Wear OS device coming. I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, over at the XDA Developers Forum, that's kind of where us, you know, like nerds hang out and like hack watches and stuff. They actually tore down an APA APK file from the latest Google Wear OS uh, firmware. And somebody found a little illustration of what appears to be a firmware update, not a firmware update, a, uh, a Fitbit. So there's a little illustration that looks like a Fitbit. It's like a oval, not an oval, but it's a square watch with rounded corners. It's like a classic Fitbit looking watch. And it's the image is supposed to go along with some text that says, Tap to pay everywhere Google, Google Pay is accepted, ride, transit, and more, all with just your watch. And it looks to, to me and to like the developers here that this is a piece of code that's meant for a Fitbit watch that'll have an NFC chip inside that'll be able to use Google Pay and all that fun stuff. So there could be two things happening here. This could in fact be a Fitbit. Uh, this could be a new Fitbit coming out with Wear OS. Or it could be a Google watch, like a Google-branded Wear OS watch, which I think more likely is going to be a Fitbit. Because if you remember about a year ago, Fitbit was acquired by Google. Google owns Fitbit now. So it would make a lot of sense for them to integrate. And at the time, a year ago, when they, when they purchased Fitbit or when they you know, moved under the parent company of Google, I was wondering what they were going to do because it seemed like nat natural progression would be to start releasing Google Fitbit watches. Um, because, you know, Fitbit's a huge brand. They've got a ton of users. Google's the mothership of everything. So it makes sense for them to get together and start producing Google, Google Wear watches. So it's just news for now. There's no real, no one really knows what's going on here. But I suspect we're going to see a Google Wear OS Fitbit sometime soon. I don't know when. And the final piece of news I have for you this week is some leaks about a new drone. I know this is like a sports and fitness type podcast, but I am interested in drones. And I thought this one was kind of cool. So the DJI Avada is a tiny 
FPV-style drone. It looks like it has propeller guards on it. It's kind of square. And apparently it's going to come in at an affordable price at around $629, which is expensive for some, but for an FPV drone uh, from DJI, that's actually pretty affordable. It's got a camera on board, and it looks really interesting. Uh, and apparently it's going to be launched at DJI's Born to Fly event this September, which is only a few weeks away. So we'll have to see what happens there. My hope is that it's something I can throw in a backpack and bring hiking or running with me. That would be super cool because right now I do have the DJI Mini 3 and that's small enough, but it is still, it's kind of a big, you know, it's still kind of a big drone to throw in a backpack. So I typically don't like travel too far with it, but uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. We'll have to see what happens there. Okay. Um, so I quickly want to talk about what I got coming on YouTube uh, I usually do this at the beginning of the podcast, but I forgot, but I'm going to do it now. So coming up, I've actually got the circular ring. If you're aware of what aura ring is, it's like a little, uh, heart rate sensor ring that you collects a bunch of data and there's an app to it. There's a brand called circular circular. That was my Boston accent coming out that kind of does the same thing. And this ring looks really interesting. They reached out to me a couple of weeks ago and they wanted to see if I wanted to check out the ring. Funny enough, they didn't send me one for free. I still had to buy it, but <laughs> they put it on the map for me and I was interested enough. So I did buy one and it's in the mail. Hopefully I can get that soon and uh, get that review on YouTube. I'm really looking forward to trying that out. I've also got like this huge amount of anxiety about all the stuff that has been coming in lately. Like I've got a lot of products coming in from hydration vests to shoes from Hoka and Ultra and Nike shoes have come in. I've got some massage guns that showed up and there's like a mountain of things I have to get around to and I've been so busy that I'm pretty far behind. But uh, stay tuned on YouTube. If you haven't yet, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel because I have uh, so much stuff coming up and yeah, I just, I have like analysis pr paralysis right now trying to look at this pile of stuff and decide what to look at next it's very exciting. It's a good problem to have. It's just, you know, <laughs> in my world, it's a little bit, gives me a little bit of anxiety. Okay. Moving on to the Q and a section of this podcast. These are questions that were sent in by people on Instagram. So if you want to send in questions for this podcast and I'll answer them just like I am now, go over to the Instagram at eight at chase the summit. Uh, link is in the show notes down below shoot me a DM and just ask your question. I'll be happy to pop it on the air and hopefully answer it for you. So first up, we get, we've got Luca Gallucci 27. He says, uh, the 400-255S or the Coros Pace 2 for multi-sport and 24-7 wear? Well, you know, that's a really tough question. Uh, you know, obviously the 255 is more money. You're looking at a $350 watch compared to a $200 watch. The 255S does have more features. It's got better wellness tracking and training tools like training readiness and HRV status. It's got, a, I'd say, a more useful training platform, um, generally speaking. And it also has breadcrumb mapping, which the Pace 2 doesn't have at all. So you do get more with the Garmin 400 255, but it is more money. So that really comes down to your budget and your needs. If you want something just dead simple that works and you can, you know, get your runs, runs over on Strava, then I'd just go for the Coros Pace 2. But if you're looking for something with more features and, uh, you know, more of a training companion and something that gives you valuable information about your everyday life, I think the 400 255 is the way to go. 
Next question comes from Hassenberg. HRV comparison between Puller, Garmin, Sunto, Whoop, and Oorring. That would be cool. Uh, this isn't so much of a question, but a request for a video, I think. So I actually posted yesterday on August 21st, I posted a video comparing Garmin's HRV to the Whoop band. So that answers some of your question. I would go check that video out. Um, it's pretty interesting. So that's all I've got for that one. It's not really a question. That's, that's all I can offer right now. But I'll keep that in mind for down the road. Okay, next one is uh, David Hassens, Hassinsta. I think he mixed his name into Instagram there. David has Insta. There we go. What happens during NDA times? Do you have to hide what you wear in public? So I think he's referring to new watches coming out that people don't know about. Um, it's it's a weird thing because I I wondered that too when I used to watch like, you know, the DC Rainmaker channel and Desfit. You know, how did that work with brands and blah, blah, blah. But now that I'm in a position where people do send me things, uh, it's weird because our community is so small. There's only a small percentage of people out there that actually give a crap about what you're wearing in terms of a watch. And if you're that person, you're probably listening to this podcast. But to give you some perspective on that, like, you know, a typical, a well-performing YouTube video has like half a million views on it. And there's like millions of people, you know, in the country. So it, it, there's not that many people who care. That said, if I'm out in public, if I'm going grocery shopping or something, I don't worry about people seeing a top secret watch on my wrist generally. Now, if it was something really top secret from like a huge brand, I might, I might hide it or I'm sure the brand would request that. But when they send me stuff, there's no requests or anything. They just say to keep it under embargo. They don't, they just tell you not to publicly talk about it. Um, but yeah, I think if you're accidentally see something on someone's wrist, it's not really breaking the rules. Um, and typically there's not really an NDA in place. These are just embargo. And that just means that, like, if you did mess up and post something, uh, the, the brand would probably just blacklist you and not send you any more information, which would be a big bummer. But, uh, yeah, you're not going to go to jail for it. So for me, it's not, like, something I worry about. But if I were to go to, like, a race, like, if I was going to show up at an ultra marathon and wear, you know, the Garmin Phoenix 8 that doesn't exist yet, I would probably not do that because people would probably recognize it and ask what the heck it was in that kind of environment, then you have to worry about it. But like just living my everyday life, I don't worry about it. Hope that answers your question. Uh, David has Insta also has a second question here. It says NDAs. What, what do you agree to? And what do you say no to? That's pretty easy. Uh, I agree to anything that I find interesting and that doesn't have a lot of, uh, requirements. So some brands will reach out and they'll say, Hey, we want to send you this treadmill or whatever, and we want you to make a 10-minute video about it. And if you agree to make that video, we'll send you the thing. And to those, I 100% of the time say no, because I don't, I just don't want to promise anything that I can't deliver. I also don't want to have the pressure of like a brand breathing down my neck, and they still do that, trust me. Like, hey, we sent this thing a month ago. Where's our video? Um, so I, I, I'm very clear about my expectations and theirs. When I get a cold email like that, I will say, Hey, listen, you can send a sample to my address, but, um, I promise nothing. You may never even see a video about it. I may ne never even mention it ever And those situations do happen, happen pretty often. So I'm generally, I'll say yes to just about anything, as long as there's no strings attached. Um, 
although I won't say yes to like, you know, I've gotten emails from like baby stroller brands and like random, you know, like a weed whacker or whatever, like those things I'll generally just be like, Hey man, this is not my wheelhouse. So probably, probably no. Uh, David Hassan's Insta has a third question. <laughs> Thanks for all the questions. Uh, what's the process of companies reaching out for reviews? That's kind of a mixed bag. So like for the big brands like Garmin, for instance, I generally have to bug them because they're not, I mean, I'm not like a huge piece of the media. Maybe, I don't know, in the small world of GPS watches I am, but um, f- like some brands I reach out to myself, I'll email and be like, hey, uh, you know, part of the media, I'd love to know what's coming up next. Keep me in mind. Uh, add me to your, you know, embargo mailing list or whatever. And then cross my fingers, they actually do do, do that. Um, and then other brands, they'll just email me through the email address I keep on YouTube and on my website and say, hey, here's uh, our product. We'd love it if you take a look or whatever. Um, sometimes they'll offer money if it's a sponsorship or something like that. Typically, I don't take sponsors unless it's something I really, really believe in. Um, so you won't see a lot of sponsored content on my channel. But yeah, it's pretty straightforward. It's like anybody reaching out to, for anything, you know. Um, hope that helps. Uh, a Metz says, what's your all-time favorite watch? All-time is a tough one. Because obviously, like, an old one's outdated now, but I will say I have a special place for the Garmin Phoenix 6 and the old 3HR. So the Garmin 3HR, Phoenix 3HR, was my first, like, very expensive um, sports watch. And I bought that, I forget what year that was, but it was probably, you know, seven years ago, maybe. Uh, Maybe even more. Maybe, like, yeah, I don't know. So that was a while ago, and I don't know why, but I just really cherished that watch. It was beautiful. It was very expensive. I never spent that kind of money on a sports watch before, and I was, like, really into hiking at the time, so I spent a lot of time with it. Um, Yeah, that was one of my faves. And then the Phoenix 6 is kind of has a special place for me because um, it kind of started my YouTube channel, to be honest. Like, all this content creation, it it all stemmed from from the Phoenix 6. It was like the first video that actually took off and um, I found that really exciting. So I wanted to make more and then I started looking at other brands and other products and here I am today. So those two. Uh, Right now though, I think my favorite is the Garmin Foreigner 955. I really like it. I'm wearing it right now. The Enduro 2 is really cool too, but it's a big watch and I, you know, I like lightweight watches. So been kind of back and forth on that. Um, But yeah, I hope that answers your question. And that's really it for the Q&A section of this podcast. Uh, we are 36 minutes into episode 37. That's very confusing. And I think we've reached the end of this podcast. Um, short and sweet today. We're going to keep it under 40 minutes, I think, as long as I don't ramble too much now. Uh, I do want to thank you for listening into the podcast. If you found this podcast fun or exciting or you've been listening more and more on your way to work or whatever uh, please make sure to give the podcast a rating over on spotify or the apple podcast app give me a five-star rating leave a comment it's very helpful this podcast is growing Uh, what once was just a few downloads every month has turned into thousands so thank you for that and i want to keep this ball rolling so again if you've got any suggestions for the show if you want to see a a guest that you really like uh you you think a co-host might be fun maybe a rotating co-host a couple of different people or you just like it the way it is shoot me a message over on instagram shoot me a dm and let me know because i read them all 
I may not respond right away, but I do read them all and I really appreciate it. All right, friends, that's the end of the show. And you'll see me or you'll hear me in a few more days next week. Thanks again. Bye.